0: For me, the bottom line, and I learned this through Accelerate and working with you guys and listening to the podcast, for me, the bottom line is the bottom line, right? It's the most important number. Everybody knows that within my company. I talk to them about the profit, you know, and I I literally have that behind my desk in my office. The bottom line is the bottom line, right? We all know that we have structured the business, the pricing and everything that we monitor that it's 20%, the goal, minimum. Yeah, at the end of the year. And it was 20% at the end of the year.
1: This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian.
0: I showed up to the Accelerate event in 2019, and it was just, I was in awe. I, was, I saw you know, guys like Brian Elias, Charlie and you know, smart, wealthy people. And I just, I was inspired. And you showed a lot of stuff there, but after I left there, I went and you know, I showed you how I implemented all that stuff. But it was the continuing education, the podcast, after you, you talked about a lot of the subjects, how would you go up to 160 episodes now? I mean, yeah. every single one of them, you hit every single one over and over and over again. It's just allowed it to. Sometimes you know we're, we we could be a bit stubborn.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> you got to hear it. All more. of us, me too, me including. Yeah,
0: before you go, you know what? Yeah, that finally makes sense, and now I'm going to implement that thing. But yeah, you 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 um you give it away for free, right? Yeah you
1: happen to provide us that's the you know and that's the nature of the beast so uh, we're going to do something weird here john we're gonna let people in on our conversation hey everybody brian kaskovalsian here this is the wealthy contractor podcast and i am here chatting with my friend and client john kolbaska he's back again and we are chatting about podcast and We're about a month out or so from the last Accelerate. And, of course, John was there. And um, so I invited him to come back because, man, what you have done in the last two or three years has just been so flippant impressive. Do you remember when we did the last episode? I should have looked it up, but I don't remember. Was It it was last year or the year before? Yeah,
0: it was last year. It was uh, about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was episode 117.
1: 117. Okay, so go back and listen to that episode, people, because this guy has done so much in three years that it's just it's like mind blowing. What's like the biggest thing, the biggest hurdle you had to overcome to get so much done? Because we talk so much about implementation. It's like, knowing is one thing, but doing is a whole nother animal right how did you do so much
0: well i think the biggest hurdle is always yourself it was just making the decision to do all of the things that needed to be done this is my second company right so i've already learned from the previous experience what not to do you know i I kissed a lot of frogs (laughs) so yeah like i said i mean i just when i when i attended the first Accelerate event in 2019 I was doing eight hundred thousand dollars a year. It was my second company. I mean, I was charging I don't know five, six, seven hundred dollars for a window. I mean, if there was a net profit, it was probably five percent after paying myself. The previous company, I mean, I did I was doing close to ten thousand installs a year as an installation partner for a for a flooring retailer, and there was nothing left over. So I was doing exactly. so many installs, and I, and I was broke. Right. And luckily I was able to sell that company. And you think like after the first time around, I would have learned. Right. And I, I, I set up this company and I started. And I was doing all the same things wrong again. And I actually realized the, you know, going to accelerate, hearing you talk about profits and how to set up your company and customer experience. And I just, like I said, I was sitting there, my mouth was wide open. I was in awe and I said, you know, I just make the decision to go do this. And within 30 days, I went back. I I raised my, immediately raised my prices, contacted John Anglis, put together a selling system, created a customer experience, everything that you taught. I mean, it's all here in my book. I mean, I showed the scans, maybe you can share it with them in the podcast, but, or in the the notes, but I mean, everything that you taught, I went in, I wrote notes and within 30 days I had it all implemented. And then, uh, like I said, the business just kept growing after that.
1: Yeah. Do you mind? So you just said 800,000 was where you were, but you weren't really making any money. Do you want to share a little bit about where you are now? You don't have to get too specific if you don't want to, but.
0: Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm an open book when it comes to yeah. numbers. So, like I said, yeah, 800,000 total gross sales in 2000, 2018. I extended the 2019 Accelerate event in February. 2019, I did one2 2020, I did 1.6. And at at that point, I I hired really my first salesperson. I had figured out how to do it. And then I started to teach and train it. And then last year, 2021, I did, and I spoke to you about this in the podcast last year, $5 million in total revenue. And I said to you in March, early last year, I said, I'm going to do $5 million. Now that's a big jump to go from 1.6 to 5. And I spoke about a little bit about, uh, you know, a little bit about this at Accelerate on the production side. But again, what I did last year, at the beginning of last year, 2021, was I actually, for the first time, I put a plan in place. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to go from 1.6 to 5, how am I going to do that? So I broke it down. It's okay. I'm going to need this many raw leads. From these many raw leads, I'm going to need to convert these many into issued leads gonna sell this amount you know i was conservative and i'm gonna to need to be able to sell this amount produce install this amount and i had it all completely laid out and, and 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 i i adjusted those numbers through the month and then i set my revenue targets and i was hitting them i was hitting them and it was funny because when i shared this with you i emailed you december 29th which was my last day of business last year but i remember 4 this four yeah. million i was at four million say say forty thousand dollars i was about sixty thousand dollars short of five million now and again we were very intentional throughout the year i told everybody in my business five million is the goal everybody was aware of it so we we closed up business that day for the new year's holiday we're like all right looks like we're short and um that was uh that was i believe that was wednesday or thursday the 29th and then um the 30th we, we use an app called GroupMe where the, our sales staff we communicate a Because I'm still the acting sales manager, and the 30th, my top sales rep sends over the message with the fire symbol from Leap, sold job, $76,000, and it was the largest sale of the year. Yep, the largest, At the sale last year. minute, the last sale of the year, and it pushed us over 5009000 million So awesome, we actually did it. So it was it was pretty cool to see that. Like when you actually you plan that way you break it down and then to see it actually happen it was just incredible.
1: Okay, so let's talk about that for just a minute because there's there's a couple of things in there that are really important. One is a warning. And th- this is actually how, for those of you that weren't at Accelerate, I started Accelerate this year mm-hmm. with a story and it was a cautionary tale, it was a warning. It was, I was talking about a client that did, oh God, what was it, four or $5 million last year. And then their goal this year was 10 million. And I had a whole conversation with them. And they were not ready. They were not set up. And so, but when you told me about it, I, I remember when you told me we're going to do 5 million, you had a plan in place. You had the foundation in place. You had your pricing right. You had the people in place. You had your processes. It wasn't perfect, but you had a plan in place because most people, you can't grow three times. I mean, that's, it's crazy. Companies are trying to do it now because you know this environment is ridiculous it's crazy but they're but you know they're not making any money if you're going to do it do it to make money now don't share the profit number but it's significant uh, we're not talking about even 10 profit we're talking about no, no, brian more.
0: brian I'll, I'll share it okay, okay. sure go ahead for me, for me the bottom line and i learned this through accelerate and working with you guys and listening to the pocket for me the bottom line is the bottom line, right? It's the most important number. Everybody knows that within my company, I talk to them about the profit, you know, and I I literally have that behind my desk in my office. The bottom line is the bottom line, right? We all know that we have structured the business, the pricing and everything that we monitor that, it's 20%, the goal, minimum. Yeah. Net at the end of the year and it was 20 percent at the yep. end of the year this year we're trending up closer to probably 23 24 because i've done some things eliminated some expenses raised some prices yeah every expense that's come along i've passed that along to the customer we're we're real deliberate about that so we track that all the time
1: and by the way to everybody that's listening you know 20 percent in this industry nobody talked about it or, or nobody I shouldn't say nobody talked about, I think people will like, it it was so much about the top line for years and years and years, so much about the top line. And I know here and and in the other stuff that we've done, to me, it's all about the bottom line, the bottom line. And I tell people all the time, your ideal is 15 to 20%. I have many, many clients, including this one, that's at that 20% mark you've got to be there. You've earned it. This is the hardest flipping business there is. Windows, roofing, siding, kitchen remodeling, any form of home remodeling. It's the toughest business out there. There's so many moving parts. And if you deliver for your customer, you deserve to make 15, 20% profit on, on what you install.
0: Like I said, the bottom line is the is
1: the line. bottom line
0: all the time. I went from when I met you in two thousand nineteen, from doing eight hundred thousand dollars in gross sales, gross sales with a zero or five percent net. I was probably paying myself sixty thousand dollars a year. Okay, yeah. now along with the twenty percent net, okay, that does not include my owner's salary. And I'll tell you, I don't care because I got nothing to hide because yeah. I report it all right. $5,000 a week, I pay myself an owner's salary,
1: right? Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. And all the profit is after
1: money. that.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. So it's 20% net after I pay myself $260,000 a year. Yeah, I give that money to my wife and it pays all the bills and yep. funds, all the vacations, does all of that stuff. And all of that 20% is left over in the company.
1: Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. And by the way, if we go look at your reviews, are they like two star reviews because, oh my God, he's gouging us? He's so expensive.
0: <laughs> no, I have, um, I believe I have over 225 star reviews in my New York location. And um, we, um, I believe we have. All five five star rating on Google, over two hundred twenty in New York, and I think close to thirty in New Jersey. We just opened a New Jersey location a couple of months ago, so within a year or two, they'll you know that'll be up in the two hundred range. So the customers
1: customers. aren't angry that you're charging them more than Uh, everybody else.
0: They don't even know. Well, I mean, look, if we're going to provide a premium service, they're going to pay a premium price. It's just just realizing that. You know, 30% of the market is willing to pay for that. They, they see that value. The you know, yes. other 70%, it's okay. You know,
1: let somebody else have
0: them. Yeah, let my my competitors can have them. You know, it's just stay right there in that 30% mark, you know, in, in that market right there, in the 30%. And that's just where I want to place myself. And that's perfect. I mean, look, we do a lot of really good things for the customer. And I'll share this. because Oh, I-, I know you do. I want the I want i want the people on the podcast maybe, maybe they can they can get some ideas but i mean we do a lot of the stuff that they do talk about like the automated emails that send out prior to we do the sell throughout the throughout the ordering process we our CRm automatically updates the customer where the order is in the status they get seven or eight emails when the project when the products are getting shipped to us they get an email when we receive it physically check it into our warehouse they get an email and then a call within 24 hours. They usually get set up. They get set up on the uh, on the installation calendar. The morning of, our installers show up to the project. Every single project. The morning, even if you have an afternoon start, sometimes we have two projects. We'll do two small projects in a day. They show up with coffee and bagels at the customer's door. So the first interaction, customer enters the door and says, "Hey, how you doing, Mr. and Mrs. Customer? You know, I'm John from the Menlo Tools. Listen, we just stopped and got breakfast. we were at the deli. We really awesome bagels here. We we just we we enjoyed them so much." We we just figured we'd get you, so here you go. Thank you. Nice. And then we go through the whole process. And this is part of our 60 uh, 68 point installation checklist on the windows. And then we introduce ourselves. We review the project. We use uh, you know we use like um, software programs like Company Cam, so we can do everything right on the phone. Show them everything. Go through the process. We clean up. We leave the project cleaner than when we got there. And then even after that, you know, we collect payment two weeks after the project's completed my CRM automatically emails the customer and says, hey, you know, it's uh, it's James, who's my production manager from Men with, Men with Tools. Give me a call, here's my cell phone. I like to check on every single one of our projects just to make sure everything came out all right. So customer calls and we do a final walkthrough inspection. So and about seventy percent of our customers take us up on that, and this is kind of where we do the hybrid one of the five program. Yeah, he goes there, he checks all the windows, he checks the doors. You've provided us with the authentic feedback app on the phone, and he'll go through the process, check everything, make sure everything's good. If not, if something's not right, he'll schedule a service right there. He'll order a part, schedule it right there. But most of the time, ninety-seven percent of the time, everything's right. He asks for a review. He asks for a hundred percent satisfied sign gets all of that stuff and then we move on. And um then we go into the, you know, obviously we have the one of the five program where you guys are providing the, yeah. the gift box and the and the and the um the digital newsletter, the print newsletter we're doing all of that stuff. And then one year later we're still not finished. Our CRM sends out another email that says, it's your birthday. You know, and like what? It's a one year anniversary and we offer to go back out there again and reinspect it and yep. generate a lot of repeat business that way. And we get a lot of five-star reviews because of it. our customers genuinely love us. Are we perfect? No, but we try. We're always yeah. trying to improve that process. We, we, you know, like I said, we, we, we're doing pretty well because of it.
1: Well, and the thing too is, yeah, you know, we talked about this at accelerate too is, is, you know, I hate to say it this way, but winter is coming. And we just don't know when we don't know what it's going to look like, but while things are good, we got to be ready. In fact, I just did a podcast on it. It was released i think a couple days ago when when you and i are recording this and it was just all about that it and it's it's it, we got to be prepared and what company is going to you know which company is going to be left standing when leads start to contract a little bit when leads start to get a little more expensive who's going to be there it's going to be john the men with tools because he's got cash in the bank He's got a business model that is designed to take care of the customer and it's designed to throw off healthy cash flow. And so if your lead cost goes up, it goes up,
0: right? I'm, I'm deliberately putting money aside.
1: Yeah. For the
0: winter. Because, and you because my, my plan is I, I want to recruit some really good people because. Good yep. people are, <laughs> they get let go from, from yep. companies, you know, people lose their jobs. It's, a, it's an opportunity to Huge. get some really good employees to come work with you so that when you come out on the back end, you're even larger, you know, Again, I'm sure sales will contract whenever that comes, you know, a little bit, but we'll be here because of the relationships we've built with
1: customers. Absolutely. You know, and Anglis, Anglis, Anglis and I were talking and he reminded me of the idea that what was it wealthy people or rich people get? really rich during downturns because when there's a downturn just like all of what you just explained when you're sitting on cash you get to now pick up good talent you get to pick up businesses other businesses cheap if you wanted to you can get other people's phone numbers and databases and because people are going to go out of business it's mindset it's mindset yeah yeah
0: yeah, we, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right. Yeah. You can look at it as oh, this the sky is falling, or you know, this is this is an opportunity this is temporary, right? This is an opportunity. You know, the summer is coming. <laughs> right. The sun will yeah. shine again. You know, we just have to get through this and, and we can come out of the back end stronger. It's it's mindset. That's all it
1: is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of mindset, so you went from i mean look it's not like you were destitute but you were you know you made enough to take care of your family and probably a little extra but now you're making like real money how did you prepare yourself for that for the,
0: <laughs> how do you prepare yourself for the for the money
1: yeah it's as you're thinking about one of the struggles for a lot of us this was a struggle for me for years was I had this number in mind, and by the way, the number does not matter. Yes, yeah, could be any number, but the number was four times where I was, and until you believe it yourself, until you can say to yourself, "Yes, I can make that amount of money," it's going to avoid you. I mean, there's, it's just you just can't make it happen you can't muscle your way there. And even if you did, even if you got a little, you wouldn't be able to hold on to it because you're, you just can't believe it. And if you don't believe it yourself, it's just, it's, it's not going to stay. And so you had to do some things because you've also more than quadrupled your income from before. Yeah, And you're comfortable with it. And you did it fast, by the way. I mean, it took me a while to kind of figure it out. And I had to do a lot. I mean, I did a lot of like head work. And anyway, so what do you think? I mean, how did you? I just made
0: the decision, Brian. I mean, look, I mean, I I paid off some debt. I've never been irresponsible when it comes to money. I've always... Been able to budget properly, <laughs> i probably what most people in this uh, business in this industry have a problem with, right? Yeah. They spend it before they get it. So, I've always been a bit of a saver, so I've always had some money put aside. I've had some debt, yeah. You know, your typical stuff, your house and your cars and stuff this past year. I mean, I s- sold my old house, I had a mortgage on that. I bought a house twice the size, and I don't have a mortgage. Nice, you know, I, have, I have I paid off of my car, I have no debt, you know, nice. I have no debt. I put a bunch more money into retirement into yeah. investment accounts. I mean, I've my wife, she was a uh, she's a nurse, she's an RN. She was working full time and I've um uh, she's gone part time. We basically only keep her working there because of the medical benefits, but yep. literally talking now about hey, you know what, let's just get you to come to the business and draw a salary and Let's just pay for those medical benefits. So yeah, it's it's allowed me the flexibility, the freedom. I mean, I, yeah, I'm I'm putting money aside for my retirement. I'm paying off all the debt. It feels good. What a what yeah. a house in PA. What a boat. And I mean, nothing crazy, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know. But but stuff to enjoy, vacations. Yeah, life is
1: well. And and look, dead. and that is an issue. Um, What you just said, too, is an issue with a lot of people is they'll get a run for a couple of years and the fundamentals won't be right. Mm -hmm. But in spite of themselves, they'll have money in the checkbook, checkbook and they will think that, oh, well, now I've got money. And I can go buy a boat and I can go buy a second house and I can start flying private. And I mean, I've seen all of it, right? Checkbook accounting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you don't have a grasp on your financials like you do, mm-hmm. and you and like you said, you didn't go crazy, right? You didn't go into debt. No. You bought what you could afford. And look, it doesn't mean that that's what you're going to be with for the rest of your life. Maybe in three years, you're going to get a bigger boat because you're going to make four times what you make I, now. I, if that's I, what you, if that's what you want, I'm just saying. I
0: don't, I don't need a bigger boat. I'm actually thinking about getting rid of that. Damn yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do they
1: say about boats? Their <laughs> the two best days of boat ownership are the day you buy it and the day you sell it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm literally trying to sell the damn thing. I mean, oh, are you really? I, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's on the lake. You just it, got yeah. it. Yeah, but you know what? I mean... We we used it five times last year. Yeah, I mean, just the the, the dock, the maintenance. I mean, you're talking about like so you know brand just for the summer. It's like you know what? I don't even want it. I don't use did? it. I don't
1: it's know not- if I told. I don't know if I told you this, but there's a boat club here in Miami. Well, there's a bunch of them, but we joined a boat club. And you get to use a boat all year round. Well, here we can use a boat all year round, but it's not yeah. mine. It's yeah. their boat. Oh, all we do is we call them and we say, hey, we want to take a boat out. And you go. We go to the marina. The boat's ready. It's fueled up. It's clean. We take it out. We bring it back, dock it, yep. leave, and then they just bill us for the time that we used on the boat.
0: You, you pay. So that's that's exactly my argument with my wife. Well, not my argument, but we've told her like the boat cost me five six grand just for the docking. And all. We, yeah. they have something similar. It's a it's a lake, a Lake Wollemi lake Walden, and paul in pennsylvania so you'll go out on a, a a pontoon boat it's a party boat you go out you drink you listen to music you have some fun swim you know whatever it is we can rent the boat for 500 for right ten. i mean yeah we, we went out five times last year you know it's like i don't i don't need yeah i bought it i did the thing but getting back to the finances every friday in my business i i meet with my my bookkeeper my and then i talk to my cpa so it, it i look at my business's finances and then. When when I get home at six o'clock, I sit down with my wife and we go over our personal finances. Really? Yeah, we do. Yeah. so That's awesome. We do. So we budget. So we're always looking at what we're doing. So we're real intentional when it comes to the kind of money that we're making, what we're spending, what we're saving. Yeah, we're saving for retirement. I'm 44. The goal is to 50, 55. Yeah.
1: Well, look, you're 10 years ahead of me and God bless you. I hope when you're my age. That, well, you will be, I mean, there's no question, but you, you will be, what is it, financially free? It's like, you'll put enough money away and have all, everything retired to where passively the money that comes in, we were just talking about, you know, do you sell your company? When do you sell your company? How much is enough? You know, and you know, if you can conservatively take three or 4% of your principal out how much money do you need to survive yeah if you need 300 grand a year you need 10 million in the bank yeah, that's it you're done you're financially free for the rest of your days i wish i knew what i know now me too in
0: my 30s yeah i guess we all say that but we like you talked about that at accelerate like we, yeah. we all have that sense of urgency right it's like oh i wish i would have done this 10 years ago when you're trying to make that thing happen now <laughs> so well, and
1: we were talking about you know this the podcast they accelerate. Where does all that stuff come from? It comes from enormous pain, right? (laughs) My pain of going through this and working so hard for so long and getting it wrong and having to start all over again and redo it all over again. And if I can help a few people by just sharing some ideas and some people like you and give them some encouragement hopefully we can prevent some people from making those same mistakes that you helped,
0: you helped me, Brian. Right? Well, you, you listen, made your, 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 your podcast guests, the guests that accelerate, yes. they allowed me to look at them and and, and, and see an example of what was possible. Right? Yeah. Because when I was sitting there, like I said, in 2019, at 800,000, uh, barely scraping by, yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to continue being in business or just going to work for somebody and drawing a, a decent, comfortable salary. It gave me the confidence. It gave me the yeah. inspiration, it allowed me to see what was possible and I've done it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing it.
1: So you're doing it. Yeah. And yeah, you will continue to do it. it. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. Well, to everybody that's listening, <laughs> you, uh, got a little, uh, you got into our conversation at the beginning. We did intend to do a podcast episode, but as we started talking, I just flipped on the recording just because what John was saying was so good. So I think oh, I'm going to stop it there, John. You and I have a few things to, to chat about.
0: We did this the first time, too. We started talking. And you're like,
1: I got to turn it on. Oh, is that what happened the first time, too? <laughs> Last year yeah. It's fun talking with you. Yeah. What is, well, before I turn it off, Addie told me this morning, she goes, you know, on one of your podcasts, you said, I got to stop right here. And you guys, you should go back and listen to this again. And then she said, but you didn't stop. You went again and you started talking some more. So I was just going to do that again. I'll stop. You and I will do this again in a few months. We'll come back. We'll see how your progress is doing in a few months. And thank you for uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being so transparent and open.
0: Thank you for having me. And thank you for everything, Brian. I appreciate you.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate you. And to everybody listening, hopefully you got some good encouragement out of this and some good advice. This is Brian Cascavalsian with G4 marketing group. And this is the wealthy contractor podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the wealthy contractor podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The 7 Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling, and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Caskovalsio.